From being the garden barber to now juggling three different businesses, if you sometimes feel like you're a multi-passionate business owner or like to have your fingers in a lot of pies, then you need to listen to this episode. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Hello and a very warm welcome to you to episode number 34 and I've got a very special guest today for you who is a client of mine that I've worked with on a one-to-one basis and also he's been part of the last 90-day Rapid Transformation Mastermind as well. His name is Barry Nelson and in our conversation Barry will share how he juggles multiple businesses and how he uses his entrepreneurial superpower being a star profile as well and focuses on his strengths rather than on the challenges or the weaknesses. There are so many great conversations and words of wisdom and actions that you can take I'm sure from listening to this episode through my conversation with Barry and you'll get to then be able to put that into action so that you can create an amazing and a magical 2019. Before we dive into that conversation with Barry, if you are still sitting thinking, should I join the next 90 Day Mastermind? You'll obviously hear Barry's perspective during our conversation, but if you would like to be part of the next Mastermind, which starts in just a few days' time, if you are listening to this at the time of going live, then you can reach out to me. We can have a conversation to see if it's the right fit for you. I'm super excited about the group that are already committed to make the next 90 days amazing for for them if you'd like to get my one-to-one support but also get the support of a group of amazing business owners then find out all the information at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash mastermind so let's not keep barry waiting any longer because star profiles can get a bit impatient and let's dive straight in enjoy A very warm welcome to you, Barry, to the podcast. We finally made it happen, and you also get to have the special honour of being the first podcast guest for 2019. Thank you. Thanks for asking me. We are now in 2019, and I know you are really excited about this year, as am I, and as I'm sure a lot of the listeners are as well. And we've known each other for over three years now, and I still remember that time when you messaged me after seeing me delivering the keynote session at one of the training events that you were at. And you basically said something along the lines of, I need to work with you. And it has been some journey since then. And today, I really look forward to having a conversation around that in terms of what your learnings have been, and also just to inspire other people to basically get out their way as well. So to kick us off, Barry, tell us a little bit about your backstory in terms of what do you do now? And what got you to where you are today? So, yeah, I remember that as well, actually, just going back to when we, we met. And um, 
you were, was, I think it was down in Coventry, is that right? It was, yep. Yeah, it was good. And I remember thinking, I need to work with this guy, definitely. So, and here we are, sort of journey into entrepreneurship was the Garden Barber. So that was my first business venture. And it was the Garden Barber, um, Heel Trim Your Bush. Um, that's what the name of the company was. That was on the side of my van. And um, basically, I was cutting grass for people in Troon, Presswick, AR, and the sort of surrounding towns, garden maintenance business. It was just me and my lawnmower to start with. And then we sort of, from time to time, I was getting other people to help out with me. When I was getting busier, my maintenance run was starting to grow. And then from there, I realized that that wasn't my vision for the future. I realized that cutting grass as much as it was paying the bills at that time. And it was a really good starting point for me in business because it taught me a lot of the basics, how to control my diary, how to get out of bed in the morning without someone having to tell me, you've got to be here at this time. I was just doing it for myself. And it was good. I was proud of taking that leap and jumping into the, the unknown. But at the same time, even probably three, four, five months into it, I was going, there's definitely more to this and I can push myself and do bigger and better things. So then sort of focused more the second year of business um, actually was focused more on the landscaping. So monoblocking driveways, labbing, garden design. So there was more money in that in terms of margins. It was more enjoyable. You were seeing a massive transformation in the people's gardens. And I still had a, the garden maintenance side running on the side of that as well. But what I figured and what I realized was the whole business model was very seasonal. So it was something that I was really busy from sort of March, April time right through to September. October started to die down. And November, December, January, February was really, really tough to the point that actually my first year in business, I had to take a payment holiday from my mortgage because I couldn't afford to pay it. So that was the tough times. But I did realize that I definitely wanted to work for myself. I knew that as soon as I'd taken the sort of jump and, and went into working for myself, I wouldn't go back the way. And the end of the second year, I actually started supplying labor. I just sort of fell into it. So in construction sites, I was needing some work. So it was coming up to the second winter. I didn't want to have the same financial troubles I was having where I had no work and nothing to do over the three or four month period. So I phoned a couple of construction companies. I had a construction background and I used to work on sites right from when I was maybe 16, 17 onwards. And I was probably about 23, 24 by this point. Then I phoned a couple of construction companies. Most of them said no, they didn't need anyone. But a couple of companies said, yeah, we can do a, a few bodies here. So I went out and me and one other guy who was working for me at the time just went on, on sites and done some general groundworks. Then... From that point, a couple of weeks later, I actually got in, involved with another company and they had asked me for if I had any more guys. And I was like, many guys do you want from me? And um, he was like, oh, we need another four men here. So then from there, I just went on Gumtree and found some other guys. And that was sort of the start of what the business is now. And it's the labor supply agency, almost like a recruitment agency for ground workers and hard landscapers. And now we're doing about 1.5 million a year turnover. 60 or 70 guys between 60 and 80 men out on site at any given time throughout Scotland so yeah that's how that business has evolved I love the fact that even from that it wasn't you sitting with a complete business plan and strategizing in over it it was taking action and just um, hearing what people were asking you for so a true entrepreneur in that way Pretty much just winging it, really, is what I say to people. It's another way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, and that, I'm a big believer in taking action and things work out and things pan out the way that 
they're going to work out. Now, yes, you can sit for hours and weeks and months and prepare, and but the sort of reality is you don't really know what's going to happen. For me, if I've got an idea in my head, I don't mind jumping in and, and just running with it to the point that sometimes it's a negative in business, and you'll know that because I've been working with you for a few years. Um, what we like to call shiny penny syndrome sometimes comes in. I get this new idea, I want to run with it, but then is that just a distraction from what your main sort of goals are? Now, that's something I've had to really, really focus on and try and improve over the last few years, which I feel like we've got to a point now that it definitely is something that I don't think as an entrepreneur it will never go away. You'll never have that. Oh, no, I'm not going to work on that. You'll always have these ideas coming into your head and I can do this better and this is quite a good idea, but just about having that focus and knowing when something is and isn't for you. But I've also sort of in between all of this, the transition from the garden barber to the labor supply agency. Now there's, I started an online business as well, a network marketing business. And a lot of my success in business in general has been down to me starting this business because what it did was put a massive focus on personal development, personal growth, investing in yourself and really working on yourself, your mindset to then grow to the person that you need to be to achieve more in life. And that's something that I'll put down that this business um, really, really put us on that path. Myself and my partner, Rachel, uh, really put us on this mission of personal growth and just knowing that the more that we work on ourselves, the more that our lives will fall into place because we will become the people who attract success. We'll become the people who know how to deal with situations that we can get paid for and we can help other people how to do the same. So that's played a massive part in where we've got to today and it'll continue. And that's quite a, a difference in terms of from what you were doing in your core part of your business. What was the thing that attracted you to jumping into that, Barry? To the online business, Arbonne? Yeah. It was the people, I think. So I'd watched Rachel building the business for a year. Now, I had read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And if you haven't read that book and you're in business, then I think you're mad. You need to read it. And that talked about the ways that you're earning your income. So for me, I was very much trading time for money mentality. So I, I didn't have my eyes or ears open to anything else. I just knew that if I went and worked, I got paid for that hour. And even with cutting grass, I wasn't saying it's £10 an hour. For a lot of the, the jobs, it was just £10 or £15 per cut. But what I realized was I was only a, a certain amount of people's gardens I could cut in a day. So that, that I was limited to the time there. So, And if I wasn't working, then I wasn't getting paid. So if I went on holiday, I wasn't getting paid. If the weather was bad, I wasn't getting paid. Now, this book really opened my eyes and opened my mind to the fact that you don't have to be trading time for money. There was this thing called residual income or passive income that you could create asset-based income that you can build up along the way. Now, in this book, he talks about different ways that you could create this asset-based income and the residual income. Number one was through property investing, which I'm a property investor as well. And the second one was through network marketing and building a network marketing business. So that was the first time I'd heard about network marketing. And it just so happened that Rachel was then approached by someone about this network marketing business called Arbon. And um, I supported her for just over a year. I could see the difference in her. So I could see the transformation in terms of her confidence. She had replaced her income, her full-time income with BMW within six months of, of taking it seriously as a business. And she was fully present with our first daughter, Mia, when she was off, um, when she was just born. And it was something that 
I had been at social events, I'd been to Las Vegas for the global training conference as a guest, I had met some of the people and some of the leaders in the business and I was blown away by the caliber of people. So that's, I would say, the people and the opportunity to see the type of lifestyle that you can live if you did dedicate some time and focus with this business. So that's definitely what attracted me to it. Perfect. And I know also because you are a person who likes to juggle multiple things, as we'll talk about later on as well, but you mentioned about your property business as well. So tell us a little bit about that and how that's played into your journey as well. So the property business, something that I think was June 2016, I attended. Now, property's always been something in my head where when I was younger, I grew up around uh, my dad had his own business and other people had their own businesses and a lot of them invested in property as well. So the way I saw that the way to get ahead was to have your own business and then to invest in property, right? So that was two things that I, from a really young age I got in my head. Now, property, I had the sort of the myths that you think, well, you have to have lots of money to start up and all of these things. And again, that the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, talked about different ways that you could start building a property portfolio or being involved in property without actually having the big chunks of cash sitting in the bank ready to invest. And I actually attended a two-hour free seminar with Rachel in May, I think it was, 2016, signed up for a three-day course, attended that at the end of June in 2016, and then just went out and started doing what I'd learned over that three days. So I started viewing properties that were needing a little work done to them or a lot of work. I started putting in offers and offers just started to get accepted. And then I had no choice but to go and find the money. So until that point, it was all just theory. And it was, oh yeah, you'll find the money if the deal's right. But then I had to actually put that into practice and uh, go out and find the money for the deals that we had offers and, and they'd been accepted. And how did you find that part of going out and finding the offers then or finding the money? Scary initially, because like anything, if it's new, it's not something that you've ever done before. So you've obviously got your, oh God, is this guy, is he even talking sense when he's in this classroom? It's just all theory by that point. So you're like, well, what if we can't find the money? Who's going to give us money? We actually, I think it was the end of June. So we finished that at the end of June. By September, we had bought four flats and one commercial unit, so a shop, and we used other people's money for that. So raising the funds actually turned out to be probably one of the easiest bits of it. Now, it was just something that I don't know whether, in fact, I know that my training in terms of everything I've been learning through building my Arbonne business definitely played a part in that because... From a construction point of view, I don't have to do presentations. I don't. I turn up and I do a job and I get paid for it. There wasn't a, right, come and sell yourself here and tell us that you can do this and do a presentation about this monoblock and how you're going to do this. It wasn't like that in that industry. So Arbonne, the skills I was learning through building that business definitely helped me then go and transfer those skills into my property journey. So we were able to raise half a million and over half a million in a 12-month period to purchase 15 properties and it was 15 properties over 17 months was sort of what we did in the first 17 months of our journey which was madness and if I'm being completely honest I wouldn't recommend it to anyone but we learned some good lessons and one of the positives I've taken away from it is if you really really want to achieve something you can do it no problem now for me in April sitting if somebody would have told me that over the next 17 months or 20 months we'd have bought 15 properties using other people's money I would have been like, there's no chance that's going to happen. But it just shows you how quickly your life can change 
And if you're willing to put the action in and willing to invest in yourself and willing to put yourself out there, then you 100% can have a completely different year. If you had a really bad 2018, whether it's business or relationships or whatever it is, anything in general, you're sitting here, and I think this is the most exciting time of the year, like January, new year, new goals, and just really, really focusing and knowing that you can end this year on such a massive high and your life can be completely transformed if you go out and work. And I think that's the most important thing. You've got to put the effort in. If you don't have the knowledge in something that you want to achieve, go and get the knowledge, but then put it into action. Absolutely. And I think that's key in terms of it is about taking action around it, but also the part that's important in there is the mindset because without the right mindset, your actions are sometimes not the best actions or you're playing small, but it sounds like you had the mindset part and also the action and that's kind of what really helped, especially with the property business at that time. Yeah, mindset has played a massive part. And if you believe that you can do something, you will do it. People, and I find, and I speak to a lot of people, and they're saying, well, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Though I won't be able to do that. And I'm saying, well, if you haven't even started yet and you've already got that attitude, then of course you're not going to be able to do it because your mind's going to shut off. So if you tell yourself, oh, that's going to be too hard or that's not possible, then your mind just shuts down completely. If you ask yourself questions and like, well, how can I make this possible? How can I make that work? Then your mind goes to work to actually find solutions and find ways that you can make that fit and make it work. Absolutely. And if the key thing is it's about understanding it and addressing, well, what are the parts that you might be holding yourself back in? And then just figuring out how do you get over that? And that reminds me of just very early on when we first met, one of the things that you came to me with, and I'm sure you won't mind me sharing this, is that you were really confident and everybody would say, oh, Barry's great, Barry does this. And you're invited to start speaking on stages, doing presentations. And now I know you do that. But how was that for you? First of all, if you can tell the listeners terrifying really and it was strange because as you say like I'm quite a confident person really outgoing make friends with everyone so I feel like if people would probably be surprised as well to think that I would have a fear of public speaking I was in a band when I was younger as well and uh, I was a singer so being on stage and singing wasn't an issue now don't get me wrong there was usually some beers involved before I went on stage so I think that helped with the singing career but when it came to speaking, I just felt so, it was completely different. It was public speaking. It was terrifying. I actually was doing one of my first presentations with Rachel. And it was in just in a small venue in air. There was like 15 people max there. And I remember having like a mini panic attack before it. And I had to go and sit in the toilets. And I don't know, it was a combination of maybe being new to all the public speaking and maybe not knowing a great deal about what I was talking about. So I wasn't as confident on that, but definitely there was some stuff that went back. And I think when I worked with you on that and we'd done some timeline therapy, we worked back the way it was stripped back to like primary two or three or something. When I had to give a presentation at school, you were speaking at school and it was just something that was a horrible moment. And that has always stuck in my subconscious and my mind. So anytime any public speaking has came up, that's it's sort of taking me back there and then different moments from there as well. So yeah, that was definitely, I'd like to, that's played a massive part in where I am because now we speak at events very regularly. We spoke at the UK conference for Arbonne there, me and Rachel. I hosted a property event last year, this time last year, with a friend of mine, Barry Duddy, and there was 250 people in the room. And all of that stuff, I actually really enjoy it now. But if I hadn't have taken that action step to get over that, then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I think, again, there's action. Like I could have watched you speaking that day at Coventry 
and then just went, that was really good. I would like to work with him, but I'm not going to send a message because I don't want to spend any money or I don't want to, he's probably already busy anyway. Like if I hadn't taken that action step to message you and then to start working with you, then a lot of the things that have happened over the last three years wouldn't have been possible. And a lot of it comes down to that one thing with the fear of public speaking as well. So thank you for that. My pleasure. I still remember I had that proud coach moment when I came to your event last year. I think it was January time, wasn't it? Or early in the year. January, February, yeah. And I just remember I went there and sitting there as a, a proud coach, seeing you actually cracking jokes, delivering great value and not showing any nerves at all in that. And I thought, yep, the power of letting go of a limiting belief and also fear around something specific as well. Yeah, definitely. So you obviously, and I've known you for during that time, and you have, like you just shared with the listeners, been juggling multiple businesses, okay? So how has that worked for you in terms of, tell us the pros and the cons of that, Barry. The pros, I mean, for me, I like variety. I do like the fact that I've had lots of different things on the go, and it's exciting, and you don't know what each day is going to bring. Um, The cons have been, sure, like you're maybe dealing with one thing and then you have to take that hat off and jump onto a different business. And it can be quite confusing. If you're not organized, it can be absolute chaos. So there has been moments where it wasn't so organized and it was a bit madness and you're jumping from, it was maybe going from a construction site, jumping to go and do an Arbonne meeting in a coffee shop and changing my clothes and then jumping back. It was a bit like Clark Kent. But it just wasn't sexy at all. It was like running back to get my rigger boots on and going lay monoblock. And it was just all over the place. So I think initially in the early stages trying to do things, it was very challenging. But like anything, you find your way a wee bit with it and you realize you, you put systems in place. And I've got really good now at dealing with things on an individual basis. So I put things in boxes. And that's something my dad always used to talk about. Deal with that. Put it in a wee box. Close the lid. Deal with the next thing. And that's sort of what I've, I've learned to do over the last few years. So I have got certain days and times of the day that I deal with each business and I put them into wee boxes. So if I am dealing with Nelson contracts, the the labor supply business, then what I do is I make sure I'm focusing on that. I don't check emails to do with Nelson properties. I don't reach out to people and speak to people about growing my Arbonne business. And I think that just, it's now filtered into my family life as well. So I make sure that if I'm with the kids and with Rachel, that's focus time with them. And I'm not picking my phone up and answering phone calls about work. I've got set times that I'll do set things with each business. So pros-wise, yes, there's benefits because you've got multiple streams of income. There's different incomes coming in from different businesses. Um, some of them complement each other. Some of them are completely different. Like Arbonne is completely different from the construction and the property side of things in terms of what's involved in a day-to-day running of it. But the benefits of the Arbonne business and the property business are very similar in terms of you've got residual income, you're building up an asset, an asset-based income, which is now what we are focusing on massively. Um, any businesses that we would ever consider, we don't even want to start any other businesses because we're probably at full capacity now. There's no way that we could start something else. But just knowing that we're not going to start any business that's going to take up large chunks of our time and cash when we don't need to because we've got the business models that we're currently involved in and we know that with some focus we can just increase them absolutely and i'm going to refer you back to this episode barry if you ever come to me in the coming months saying <laughs> i've had an idea i mean i'm thinking about this i'm like what did you say 
yeah, just watch that, uh, listen to that podcast, please. Exactly. And the thing I think is important to kind of mention here as well is in every single episode, especially when I've got a guest, I always talk about your entrepreneurial superpower because we're all different and there's eight different superpowers using the Wealth Dynamics profile. And that's something I got you to do really early on in our coaching relationship. And it came out that you're a star profile, which is no surprise based upon seeing you in action and the results that you've been getting. So if you haven't heard of this before, let me just give you a quick summary. Stars are very good at being creative. They're really outgoing. They like to get involved in multiple things. And the reason why I say this is because sometimes people come to me and they say, right, I know you're going to tell me to just focus on one thing. And I do believe focus is important for periods of time because it gets you better results or more tangible results as well. But there's absolutely nothing worse for me to say to a star profile or a creator, only focus on one thing, because it's not going to happen. Does that make sense? How does that relate to you, Barry, even when you think about it? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's like, for me, the thought of having one business or even a job, right? So a job is just, I'm completely unemployable now. I think it was you that said something a few months back that, God, the thought of you having a boss, I would really feel sorry for that boss. It would be a disaster. But for me, I like to work uh, my own ways and my certain ways. But the fact that, that even the thought of having one business to me, would it would, it would be like, oh God, Groundhog Day almost. And I know there's different moving parts within a business, but I'm a big believer now that I know that my superpower is I'm a star profile. So I've got strengths and I've got weaknesses. Now, I don't spend time now trying to improve my weaknesses with admin and all these things because I just outsource that in any business that I've got. I focus on my strengths and my superpower, my personality, and I don't waste time doing other things. But the things that I'm actually doing within my businesses, I do like those parts of them. So it keeps me energized. It's something I enjoy doing. And it's that variety that you've got there. Now, don't get me wrong, like people might be thinking you must work like 60, 70, 80 hours a week. It's, that's not the case. I've probably got more free time now than I did four years ago, three years ago. But it's just because I'm organized and I have got that ability now that I've outsourced the things that I'm not good at. But I focus on the things within each business that I really enjoy doing that suit my personality type and my profile. Exactly. And it's also important for anybody else listening to this thinking, oh, maybe I need to be juggling multiple things. That wouldn't work for a number of the profiles as well. So that's why you, un- you need to understand what game you're playing. But also, and I'm sure, you know, I've had many conversations with you, Barry, around this, is when you're juggling many different businesses, it can be like you mentioned before, that shiny penny syndrome, like, oh, I've got a new idea, I've got a new idea. You can still create that variety and that energy of something fresh and that, that newness, but still within that one business or couple of businesses. So it's not always about having to reinvent the wheel or start something from completely scratch. It's about how do you channel that need for a star profile particularly, but in a way that it doesn't become like you're just flinging jelly on walls and hoping that something sticks really. So is there any other way knowing your superpower and how it's helped you in terms of with, even with you and the people that you work with? Yeah, I think it's helped me understand. It was massively helpful when I first started working with you. And that was one of the first things that we went through. And it was like, what is your profile? And it, up until then, I think I'd always, you would beat yourself up. And I know I would anyway, I would beat myself up about the things that I wasn't so good at. So I'm like, oh God, I'm so bad at this. I'm so bad at admin and paperwork. I've got receipts lying all about the place. And it's like you know, all of that stuff that I thought, I'm a business owner, I should be better with this. But when you actually understand that you can't be good at everything and the things that you pay attention to how certain things make you feel. So when I were to sit down and do things that I wasn't good at, 
my energy would completely drop. I'd be like, oh, this is still like this. This is rubbish. My time would drag in. And I'm doing something that I don't enjoy that is pretty much it. When I looked at it as well, I could pay someone £10 an hour to do or £12, 15 whatever it is, it's worth a lot more because I could then take my time elsewhere. But So I think I stopped beating myself up about the things I wasn't so good at. But then also knowing, right, okay, I'm good at this. So once you realize you're good at something and someone else has told you and it's there in black and white, it's there in front of you in paper, you're like, right, well, actually, I am good at that. And then you can see how that is something that you can sort of focus more on and how can you use it more? How can you focus in and zoom in on this so that you're harnessing it and you're really using it to grow whatever business that you've got? Or even just in general, like I know for me, I can go out into a coffee shop and make friends and Rachel always says to me like if we're out for dinner or something or we go on holiday she's like can we just go one day without you making friends I just love making friends and speaking to people having conversations and everyone is my friend when I speak to them I'm like as if I've known them for ages and that's just what I enjoy doing and Rachel she's very outgoing and similar in certain things but she's got a slightly different personality but as it's just like I know what I'm good at and in certain parts of my personality, I know how that's positive and negative in certain things in my business. Rachel is really good with certain things that I'm not so good at. So especially with the online business, Rachel's great because she can see things differently and she can help me go, remember this and have you done this yet? Which is great because my mind doesn't operate that way. I'm like, I want to go and make new friends and tell more people about this amazing opportunity. Rachel's like, see the ones that you've already been speaking to can you channel some energy into them and helping them which is something I have to keep myself in check now I love helping people but I'm like yes let's get everyone in and let's show everyone I want to give everyone the information that I've got and let's go out and make more friends and do all this whereas Rachel so she helps me sort of ground myself a wee bit as well and say like okay we need to get this done here or she can help out with it as well so we work well as a team in that sense exactly and that's because her superpower is being a supporter profile which is just slightly it is different from a star but there's obviously some similarities but that's where each of the different profiles have different games to play and i just love the fact that whenever you're speaking to anybody and that's where wherever we're having strategy sessions and we're focusing on right how do we help you move things forward the biggest thing to do is just how do you get out there and have conversations? And that's what I've loved seeing you over the years, really leveraging things such as social media, leveraging things as networking opportunities, because that's what really works best for you or for star profiles as well. So it's about how do you use the systems that work for you in the best way? Yeah. And also understanding, you spoke about the understanding other people as well. Like, So I understand what makes Rachel tick and what she's good at and what she's maybe not so good at. And it's the same with people that you're working with. So people in my organization are people who work for me in the construction side or people who work for me in the property side of things or people you work alongside. It's knowing what their good points are and what their not so good points are and not biting the hand off if they're doing something not so good that you've asked them to do. Like, Just get someone else to do it who is better at that and who enjoys it and it's like outsource everything that you're not good at because it's a complete waste of time if you Rachel always used to say to me like you taking all your stuff to get washed and ironed again and I'd be like yes because this will take me four hours I know what I could be doing in that four hours and how much I charge and for my services in an hourly rate I value my time more I could go and get that for 30 pounds She's like, you're spending £30. And I'm like, well, no, actually, I've just saved £130 or £120. She's saved me a lot of money. Now, that's the way you've got to think when you're an entrepreneur because your time is valuable. And if you are wasting time doing things that aren't important or they're important, but you're not good at them and you could pay someone 
10 pounds, 50, even 20 pounds, if it's less than what your hourly rate is, and if you are in a position where you should and could be doing something else that's going to be more productive for your business, then go and do that and focus on that and get someone else to do the things that you're not so good at. And they probably enjoy it because that's their personality type. Definitely. As long as you go and actually do the thing that will make you money or <laughs> be the best value at that time as well. And I love the fact, obviously, you were part of the last 90-day mastermind group as well, where it was a combination of our one-to-one coaching, but being part of that group as well. And the hot seat sessions just, I know because I've seen them so many times happen before, but in reality, where you see that magic happening, where they've got a group of different business owners that have different entrepreneurial superpowers. What was your experience of that, Barry, knowing that there was me being a trader, a couple of stars, a deal maker and supporter? How was that for you? It was good. I found it really interesting. I love listening to how you can see people's brains ticking away and, and when they're coming up with something. And I think it's really fascinating to listen to someone's take on it when you're going, God, I would never in a million years have ever thought about that. And I think that's amazing. Whereas some of them will be sitting going, God, that's, that was good advice that Barry's just given there. I would never have came up with that. So yeah, everyone's got their own strong points. And I think it was great to have that mix in there because where I would be like, I don't see any issue. I don't, I don't know what I can add to this. This is black and white to me. Then someone else would come in and have a more logical or they could give some better advice to that business owner of what they should do and what would work best for them. So I just loved being in this sort of group full of different personalities. And there was some people there that massively helped me within that 90 day period. I'd like to think that I was able to give some value to some of them as well. So yeah, it was good having that the accountability as well. And that's one thing that has been massive in anything that you want to achieve. If you've not got someone there or people there around you who you can be accountable to, then it's going to be difficult because it's really easy to say, do you know what, I'm not going to do that today. I'm not going to do my calls. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go out and network today because I'm a bit tired. If you've got no one there that you're accountable to, it's easy to give up or it's easy not to do the things. So I think that was great within that 90-day period as well where it's focused. You know what you're there to achieve. You've got your goals. Now, they sometimes take slight tangents and twists and turns throughout it as we've seen through some of the people in the group but at the same time it was good having that the focus time where you're all clear on something and you can bounce ideas off each other so I would highly recommend that as well to anyone who is the next one starting this month is that right? It is yep so we've got one starting actually next Monday and there is one space left in it so if you are an eager listener and you're listening to this at the time of getting launched you can reach out to me at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash mastermind and you can find out all the details but the plan is that we will be running these every quarter so if you are listening to this in the future you can still go over to that link and you'll find out when the next one is available for you to explain some of that magic and like you said Barry I love the fact that because we're all different and sometimes you're stuck in a part of your business that actually you can't really solve because you'll only look at it from your personality that's where the real variety of different people can come in so it helps you if you need a different perspective so if you need a supporter or if you need someone that's a bit more grounded or detailed and that's where even from myself and you you being a star profile and me being a trader profile the conversations are always interesting in terms of when you're having the ideas and I'm like right okay in reality what's going to happen what are you doing let's take the action focused in that way definitely perfect so I know we could talk for hours and hours one other thing I'd love to kind of for you to share with the listeners because I know this worked particularly well with you is your morning routine so give us a bit of a, a snapshot of how does your morning routines help you and what happens when you stop doing them for a while 
Okay, so I do a sort of combination. I call it my Miracle Morning based on the book, Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I've tweaked it slightly over the years to suit my day and what works best for me, which I would recommend to everyone to do as well. So I start my day at 10 to 5. I get up at 10 to 5. I jump on a call. Here's where the accountability comes in as well. I've got other people who jump on this call with me at 5am. We jump on 5-10 minutes. Good morning. Hope you're well. What are you focusing on today? And then I would then come off that call, say 10, quarter past 5, to then fit in the rest of my routine. So my routine involves reading 10 pages minimum of a good personal development book, massively into personal development, massively into reading my car is a university on wheels. It's Jim Rohn, loads and loads of Tony Robbins. Anyone that I can listen to and get value from and incorporate that into my life. So we do some reading in the morning, gratitude list, something that if you are starting the day and you're grateful for what you've already got. Now, I'm really, really ambitious and I don't think there'll ever be a point where I'll be completely happy with where I am. I'll always want to grow and always want to do more and be more, but at the same time, you've got to have that gratitude for what you've already got because there was a time I would wake up some mornings and be like, oh God, I want this, this and this. I want to be able to achieve this. This is why I'm frustrated that I've not achieved certain things. But then you go, right, okay, well, look outside, look at where you are, look at what you have achieved. That was something that you set out to do three years ago and you would have been ecstatic if this was your life a few years ago. So being grateful puts you into that energy state where you are actually, you're looking and you're thinking positively and that allows more stuff to come into your life as well. So gratitude list, what else do I do? So meditation, 10 minutes of meditation, don't do it first, you will fall asleep. If you do it first, set an alarm because it is still early in the morning. Meditation has been a big part of my life over probably the last six months to a year. I think there was a lot of challenges going on in business and I just embraced it because I kept hearing these people in the books talking about it and the audio books and reading books. And I was like, these successful people keep talking about meditation and I'm not doing it because I'm still very much between that and visualization. I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this. But those two steps have completely changed my mindset and how I've sort of started my mornings now. And I spend at least 10, 15 minutes on visualization and um, doing some meditation as well and it's something that massively helps because it gets you into again that energy state where you're thinking about the things that you want to achieve as if it's already happened and that the law of attraction plays its part now again you can't just sit and visualize everything you've got to then go out and do the work but that gets you into that energy state where you want to go out and do it because you know what you're working towards and some exercise so this morning I went to the gym I was there for just after six and then work out go for a sauna, steam room, swimming stuff after. So by the time I've got to half seven, I'm good to go. I've been to the gym, I've done my medical morning routine, I've wrote down my goals, which I do every single morning, my really important goals that I want to achieve. And I know exactly where I'm going to be as well because I've looked at my diary the night before and then in the morning, I know what my day is like. I know I'm clear on what I want to set out to achieve that day. So if you've got clear things that you want to achieve on that day, then you'll make sure that you're doing them. And a successful day leads to a successful week, leads to a successful month, and then ultimately a successful year. So that's my medical morning routines. When I don't do them, and Rachel still laughs at me sometimes when I wake up and it's like I'd slept in a few times before our youngest daughter, Olivia, is not sleeping very well just now. And she hasn't been since uh, we came back from LA in November. So it's been like three months of pretty much the start of November right through to now, just two or three months of pretty much not having a full night's sleep. 
And um, I've been a couple of mornings where I've just made the excuse and not got up because I'm tired, which again is just an excuse. But having got up and then you wake up at like seven, half seven, and I'm like, oh, that's it, the day's ruined, Rachel. I've slept in. And she's like, it's half seven, come on. How can you say the day's ruined? But mentally, you're chasing your tail. And in my head, I know now I can change it and I can say, right, okay, let's do a small miracle morning. Let's just get out of the house. Let's do the things and still make it a successful day so it's not like it's a write-off. But at the same time, I know when I get up and I think it's a big part of, do you know what? I said, I'm going to do this. So I'm going to do it. So if you said on a Monday night that I'm going to get up tomorrow morning at 10 to five and you do that, see if you do those small wins every single day, no matter what it's about. If you say you're going to eat healthy, eat healthy. If you say you're not going to drink alcohol at the weekend, don't drink alcohol at the weekend. Don't eat Chinese food. If you said you're not going to, because that is you self-discipline. I think it's Will Smith says self-discipline is self-love. Like, if you are doing the things that you said you're going to do, then your confidence and your self-belief grows because you know then you can do that. So when it starts off with things like my alarm goes off, I'm getting out of bed, that sets the tone for the rest of the day. If I snooze or decide not to get up, that's me telling myself it's okay not to follow through with the things that you said you were going to do, which then sets the tone for the day. So I think it plays a massive part and it's something that, if your mindset isn't right, you're not going to be able to achieve the things you want to achieve. Now, as a business owner, especially when you've got several different businesses, and they're all quite big businesses in terms of the, the construction business turning over a fair amount of money. There's a lot of guys, lots of moving parts and that. Property is never easy. There's a lot of challenging things. And we went through a lot of challenging things last year with refinances and trying to get money back out of things. So it was, it was quite stressful. When you're not doing your medical morning and not working on your mindset, it's very easy to think negatively and not see a solution to a lot of the problems. Whereas when you're on the ball, you're up early, you can see things with a clear head and you know, right, okay, this is what I'm going to do here. This is what I'm going to do with this one. And you're just in a much better position and you're much better equipped to deal with the challenges. And some of those routines, like as you've just said, I think there's so many great takeaways that everybody can think about, oh, what are my routines? Am I setting myself up for success as well? But I know even over the last few years of working with you, if things have been particularly challenging, even just by asking the question, how's your miracle morning going? And if it's kind of dropped for a couple of days or that's where we go, right, we need to get that back on track because that's the one thing that then allows you to then be able to go, right, how else did I deal with the other fun challenges around business as well? And for some people, medical morning works really well. Other people, it could be at different points of the day. I'm a firm believer of you have to make things work for you. I'm more of a miracle evening guy. There's been times I'm working on projects and getting things done and I'm like three, four in the morning or even sometimes five in the morning. And then I see Barry getting up and for his start of his day when I'm actually going to my bed <laughs> in that way. So you just need to figure out what works for you. And as long as it's that commitment, as you say, following through, it's um, what's going to make the difference in how you can get out your way. Definitely. No, I agree with that as well. I mean, Rachel's more of a nighttime worker than I am. I do, like so last night, it was probably 11, half 11 by the time I stopped working. But I had time in between that, so it wasn't as if I was working at all during the day, really. But something in the morning, medical morning stuff, and then after that, it was nothing. It was just a family day. But then last night, there was some work for two or three hours at night. And Rachel's like night, she would rather work at night times, and she could be working till one, two, three in the morning, still be productive. I'm 11, 10, 11 o'clock for me and I'm not doing my best work. My energy's not great. I think it's because I'm up really early as well, but I'm like, this is not for me. So I'm, I just say, look, I'm not doing it. That's it. Laptop down, go to my bed and I'll get up tomorrow. And I'll, that's when I'm really productive. The thing for me, if I could do Zoom calls at five in the morning, half five with people who I always want to speak to and 
do things in terms of a lot of business calls. I would, but not many people are up at that time and ready to work. So I just fit things into my day. I do certain things better at different parts of the day and everyone will be the same. So it's about trying to figure out what you do best at what time during the day and making sure your business is fitting in around that. Don't feel that you've got to be working the same way that everyone else. Like Not everyone is Tim Ferriss, not everyone's Hal Elrod. It's just about fitting and seeing where you work best and where it fits into your diary according to your business as well. Totally, totally agree. So 2019, what do you have in store for this year? Give us a highlight if you can. Massive, massive amounts of growth with the Arbonne business. I think over the last few years, We've definitely been involved in different companies and different businesses and things that it's given me a lot of experiences and it's given me a lot of things that I know have been challenging. Some of them have been amazing. And I look at it and I go, do you know what, from this business here, and it's something I've been doing Arbonne for four years now, coming up four years, but I feel now when I look at it, that is the vehicle that we are going to use now to build our asset income up. And then the money that we earn from that as we increase that income we will then invest that into property. So that's what we're going to be focusing on this year. And so the way that we do that is we help other people create an asset-based income and we show other people how to be successful with that business. So it's something that we are both really committed and really focused on, on growing that. The construction business is ticking away nicely, doing what it does, very systemized, don't need to be working a great deal of hours a week on that, which is great. And property-wise, we will use the money that we're generating from our Arbonne businesses to invest probably more so in new build development sites because it's something that interests me. Now, it's not about buying, building stuff to keep. We're not interested anymore buy to lets. From a residual income stream, we've got 10 and that's fine. It's They're all rented out and it's lovely. But as I spoke to you before the call today, there's always challenges with that. There's always a pipe that's burst or there's a washing machine that doesn't work or there's a tenant who doesn't pay you. So that, for me, was my focus. We've seen now we've got enough. We'll keep the headaches to a minimum and um, we'll focus on this other business. That is our residual income stream. That's our asset-based income. Then we can invest in what we're looking at as maybe commercial units. So putting out to likes of Tesco, Sainsbury's and companies as opposed to individuals. Yeah. Sounds like an exciting year ahead for sure. And I'm looking forward to seeing how it pans out, especially even I love the fact that you say it's really focused, but again, like being a star profile, you were never going to answer just with one thing that you're going to do this year. That was not going to happen. (laughs) But it's more focused than it has been for, for, for a long time as well, which is great. So where can people find out more about you, Barry, and if they want to connect with you? Connect with me on social media. I've got Facebook, Barry Nelson. I've got an Instagram, Barry underscore Nelson 87, I think it is. You'll find me from Facebook and stuff on there as well. Connect with me, add me as a friend. I think I actually might have reached my friend's limit on Facebook being a star profile, so you can follow me, uh, send me a message. Instagram, I'm actually really enjoying that just now. LinkedIn as well, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. But connect with me, ask me any questions. I'm happy to chat to anyone if they're at the start of their journey. I'm happy to learn from people as well who are further down the road from me. It's all about collaborating and learning from each other. Perfect. And I'll put all your links to the social media handles that you mentioned there over at the show notes, which you'll find at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash 34. Or if you're listening to this in your podcast app on your smartphone, then you should be able to find links if you just scroll down as well. So thank you, Barry. We could, as I say, talk for hours and hours. And I look forward to just seeing what you continue to make happen this year. And um, thanks for your time and all the words of wisdom that you shared with everybody else as well. 
thanks again for having me mate my pleasure if you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business and even with all the action that you're taking you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face but don't worry you can rapidly transform that from today Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.